Welcome, everybody, to the debate show. And depending on who you ask, the forthcoming COVID vaccine will either kill us all or save us all. Which one is it? Or can it be both? Or is it neither? We are assembling our panel of experts to get to bottom, get to the bottom of this vaccine investigation. Today, I've assembled our great team, Sylvia Martin, with over, over 20 years of healthcare experience, currently a healthcare leader in Northern California, leading several COVID-19 healthcare initiatives in her organization. She is currently completing her doctorate of nursing practice at Yale School of Nursing. Welcome to the, welcome to the debate show, Sylvia. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that introduction. So on the con side, we have brother, Facebook African-American studies professor, Facebook author and philosopher, but also a real comedian and hospital administrator who's objecting to the vaccine. The legend, Marcus Pope Miles. What's going on, my brother? How are you doing today? Hey, man, I kind of feel like that was an inferior uh, introduction because you put Facebook in front of everything else <laughs> instead of administration. So, you know, I'm, hey, man, it's a blessing to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yes, sir. But we know you are a Facebook African-American studies professor, though, my brother. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you need to put Facebook in front of it. I just study African-American history. I mean, in okay, real life, not, right. not just on Facebook. We were, we will remove that caveat. No, nah, no, keep that. Keep all this shit. <laughs> we, we don't need to remove nothing. This is so, authentic. Let's get down to the bottom of this, bro. We, we've been having lots of discussion on Facebook and on social media about this vaccine and whether it can kill you, whether it's good for you, whether it's a it's a sign from the new world order. It's a lot of conspiracy out there. And I just want to get down. What what are your feelings on this vaccine, brother Marcus? Ladies you- and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Give us your perspective. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, let me just preference uh, before going into what I need to say is these are my own individual ideologies. I don't speak for anybody. Um, and I want to be clear, I am not anti-vaccine. Um, as a studier of African history uh, and somebody who appreciates someone like Thomas Sankara, I understand how vaccines can be positive. So I want to preference by saying that um, I'm definitely uh, suspicious and I'm not as confident as this COVID-19 vaccine uh, for the simple fact is, for one, um, I'm looking at things from uh, a number of different areas, okay? Um, Asada Shakur says in her autobiography so eloquently, 
anytime the government pushes something, you have to ask yourself what's in return, what's in it in return for, for the government, right? So, and I understand that the, the, there's been a study for this vaccine for, you know, a, a while before it actually came to play. But I just find it very, 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 very suspicious that a year after the pandemic hit America, we already have a vaccine that we're ready to roll out just one year after it already hit. Um, I mean, that's just either some serious coincidence or it's perfect timing. So I I have a question with that. Um, And you know, you have to ask yourself, I didn't, did, did I cut somebody off? No, no, no. Okay. And, and you also have to ask yourself, economically, who benefits from pushing any vaccination, right? Any drug. Who benefits the most? Is it the person or is it the apparatus behind who's pushing it? Right. Right? right. And then you also have to ask yourself, because the narrative is they they want to save lives, right? That we're doing this to save lives. That's the narrative. So if that's the narrative, why are we pushing a vaccination and why aren't we pushing natural vitamins? I'm gonna I'm going to have an interesting perspective on this. Um, I can see that now because um, because I I look at um, healthcare and medicine through the lens of a healthcare professional, a leader in healthcare, but also as uh, an African American woman, right, with the same history as everyone else in this country who uh, who is African American, and the same um, sort of uh, I would say awareness of um, of issues and problems with healthcare as it relates to black people in this country. So, um, so I have, I have an interesting perspective on, on it all. Um, and, uh, our Marcus asked a few really good questions, um, in his statement. And I, I hope we'll have time to talk through all of them because I think they were all really good questions and deserve discussing. So, um, I have to say that I, I, I'm less of a staunch standing on a this must be done um, and more of a we'll let's discuss these and really talk about what the benefits are and what the the pros and cons because there's always pros and cons to every decision we make in life no matter um, how small or how big it is. Let's get into some of the questions that was raised um, by Brother Marcus. And I believe it's a lot of uh, the same um, information that's going around on the internet. Um, A lot of pros, a lot of cons, um, but the risks, certainly like anaphylactic allergies, uh, cosmic injectables, Bell's palsy. Can you, you know, get Bell's palsy? Also, there was a doctor in Miami that died. And recently, me and Brother Marcus was having a conversation on a big supporter um, uh, of the vaccine, um, which was uh, Brother Hank Aaron, rest in peace uh, to that brother. Um, He uh, was a big supporter of the vaccine. And he 
actually, you know, uh, recently died. But, you know, they're saying it might not be related. It could be related. A lot of people Absolutely. on the Internet are saying that it is related. So, um, Brother Marcus, uh, just keep it short. What are some of the, 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 the biggest things that you're you're uh, objecting to? getting a vaccine because we know you are a hospital administrator you are african-american studies uh, right. professor but you also are a hospital administrator and you are right. first um in line for this vaccine so right. let's put out um and i know you covered uh, some of the questions and yes um sister sylvia we will get into all of this we do have uh, about 40 more minutes so i want to keep it short and brief but i do want to hit like the, the main topics so um uh, brother marcus let's get into it just a couple uh you know your biggest objectives uh to the vaccine okay for sure um first sister sister sylvia i appreciate your opening and i appreciate you willing to debate in a non-hostile way i know this is a touchy subject for a lot of people so i just want to say i appreciate you um so one of my one of my biggest questions um and you got to understand chad like me and you discussed everybody immune everybody's immune system is different right so what here, here's my deal if if I have been, and I'm just speaking for me personally, if I have been healthy and if I have been, uh, and if I have been doing everything as a defense mechanism organically, right? Of social distancing, of course, washing and all of the, the common stuff, but as far as, you know, uh, making sure what I put into my body uh, from an organic vitamin point of view, to defend not just this, but any other illnesses, right? I'm asking myself and a lot of people who, who you know, are organic, who are holistic, who are vegan, whatever. A lot of people are asking, what? why do we need to put this specific thing in our body if we're doing everything right and we're doing everything from an organic point of view? Do you understand okay. what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going yep. to defer to uh, Sister Sylvia. So, um, so I think it's interesting because I really, I really thought about this discussion and I wanted to take some time before it, um, this, this upcoming week to kind of read a little bit on the breadth of, uh, topics related to the vaccine and things that may not come into my purview naturally. And one of the articles that I came across that I found fascinating is called Plant-Based Drugs and Vaccines for COVID-19. The the primary author on it is Nassar Muhammad. And, um, And it actually talked quite a bit about multiple um plant-based uh, properties and sources, right, that you can use to, that can help your body um, deal, like, if, you know, if you get COVID, that, that your can help your body sort of limit the damage that it does or whatever, right? Um, I think there's two, there's two issues when you start talking about that. One is obviously there's very little scientific evidence related to um, the the effectiveness of these plant-based uh, pro- properties and 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 uh, 
either plants and things like that. And it's and because because you know most uh, research needs to have funding, right? And where does the funding come from? Funding typically comes from people with money, like the the pharmaceutical companies and things like that. So they fund um, medication and pharmaceutical research over plants that are growing that people can just get without making them money, right? So that's one of the one of the issues with really getting good evidence on on plants and plant-based uh, remedies. And then and then the other the, the other issue is is that any of these plants are typically going to be a response to getting COVID. They wouldn't necessarily help um, prevent per, in, 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 in sort of prevention in the spread of COVID, if that makes sense, right? So one of the one of the goals of vaccinating is to help prevent in the spread of a, whatever the virus is or disease is so that you can eventually achieve that 95% vaccination rate where you get your herd immunity, right? And so that to me is where that kind of weighs out because personally, um, I believe in, in using a lot of plant-based uh, remedies and, and lots of uh, lots of those things to kind of help keep my body fortified so that if I come into a situation where my, my immune system needs to protect me, it can. Um, but that doesn't help with with getting herd immunity or help help to keep something from spreading, continuing to spread exponentially in the community. Your rebuttal for what she said. I would just call it a response. I'm not trying to rebuke anything. Um, it's you know I find it fascinating that you know she mentioned the funding, um, which is of course, which I said in my intro, uh, the economics of you know the medical field and the vaccination. And uh, I, I agree with her. One of the main reasons is one of the main reasons these pharmaceutical companies don't want us to look too far into a natural plant based anything is because it would take away from their economics. Right. Uh, Chad, take you, for example, you are a vegan. You are a student of Dr. CB, right? Yeah. Correct. Yes, so, sir. don't you find it? So, don't you find it kind of ironic? Uh, the further he got in his holistic studies, you know, he was uh, known, talked about to cure AIDS, and how he was on the trail for. He introduced black seed oil. He introduced the importance of zinc, and then all of a sudden, he just went away because he was tapping into their economic gold mine, right? Because if somebody found a cure to cure anything naturally, what would it do to them? Okay, but that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, look, again, I'm not anti-vaccine. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I just have a lot of questions as to um, how this came about. All of it, not just the vaccination. Okay. Uh, COVID's been here for forever. It's, you know, it just came over here from Wuhan. So all of that, to me, is just really, really, really suspicious. And that's why me personally, me personally, um, I have declined um, to take the vaccine. I, I would just continue to do what I have been doing for 41 years. Um, and, you know, I guess that's all I have on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. No, no. Thank you for sharing. So I do want to get into... Um, the 
some of the misinformation that's going out there that we know about scientifically. We know they are, there are uh, a lot of alternative theories or what we call conspiracy theories. Um, but let's get into, I want to get into some of the direct questions that you just asked about the suspicion about um, the differences in this revolutionary technology, uh, mRNA, and the what the old vaccination style is um, of having an attenuated virus um, in the actual vaccine. So I would so, like um, to defer to say. Yeah, so thank you so much. I, for, before we get into that part piece of it, I wanted to talk just really quickly um, about uh, Marcus's uh, statement about it, it's, you know, seeming to come along quite quickly. Um, and, and, I, and, and I have to say, you know, he's in, he's in healthcare, I'm in healthcare. We all know that in the past, um, it's taken years to vet, you know, new vaccines and medications. You know, it's a long bureaucratic process and, um, and a lot of research and uh, checking the research and validating the research goes into it. And I think you really have to understand what they did this time and from a perspective of what we've had to do in healthcare. So hopefully I won't take up too much time, but this past year in 2020, when, when COVID first um, kind of hit us and we went on complete shutdown, in the, in the healthcare in the healthcare field, and in my areas where I worked, we literally had to rework every way that we provided care to our patients in a matter of weeks. We had to we had to throw pretty much everything we had out, like all of our processes and workflows and things. We couldn't use any of them because they all required in you know at, at some point along the chain in person in. Um, contact with the patient. So we had to rework all of those things and in a couple of weeks. Now, normally when we have to rework a workflow, you know, we get this whole A3 process improvement, you know, stakeholders get together and you work your way through and it takes three months to, to, to rework one workflow, you know, and then you roll it out and it's a big thing. But we couldn't, we didn't have time to do that, right? We had to get it figured out fast and we did. And that's similar to what's happened with this vaccine process. Um, prior in, in prior um, processes, everything happened in a very linear um, fashion. You know, you had to complete one stage, get that completed, report out on it, get it reviewed. Then you had to complete the next stage, report out on it, get it reviewed. Then you complete the next phase, right? And so this what they did because it was so urgently needed is that there was actually overlap in the phases and the processes and there was multiple pieces of the process that were happening happening simultaneously so that they were able to move through the entire process that they do normally move through but in in a very condensed time so i think it's it's good to understand that um to know that 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 it, it wasn't necessarily a situation where they skipped pieces of it or anything like that, but they did things in simultaneously as opposed to very linearly like they've done in the past. Um, and that is how they uh, found a way to move the timeline um, or condense the timeline. Got you. Got you. Thank you. Yeah. So 
basically not skipping a, they, they didn't really skip a, se- a step necessarily but just did them concurrently random yes. steps concurrently yes yeah gotcha. gotcha. so, so, so then I'll, uh, go, I'll go I'll go back to your your question yes, I, I sideline yes. for a second and we talked about the M- mRNA um, therapy and, and what's interesting is is that currently there's There's 12. There's 12 vaccines out there who have who have made it to um, phase three trials at this point. Um, we only have two uh, released uh, under uh, EUA uh, emergency use authorization here in this country, um, and that is the Pfizer and the Moderna mRNA. However, there's multiple other ones um, that are that are in phase three trials that may or may not be used in this country. I'm not sure. I know for certain there's one from um, Johnson & Johnson uh, that will we're expecting to be released any day now um, that actually works uh, um, on the AD26 um, portion of the virus. And, uh, and, and then there's multiple other ones that, that, are, that are DNA-based as well. So there's a lot of new things being tried. They've made strides in in the technology and the um, and the way even the way that they're thinking about vaccines. So there's going to be a lot more uh, very curious and and interesting um, things coming out with vaccines in the very in the very short uh, near future. Thank you, thank you for that, Marcus. Yeah. What you got? Well, am I, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, you know, that's that all sounds great. And again, uh, yeah, I think it's up to uh, individuals to do their own research before making a decision. I mean, in anything, right? Um, again, for me personally, I don't feel the need to deviate from what has been working for me. You see, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I have been making sure that I follow all guidelines, even before the pandemic. Like, um, I don't feel that it is necessary for me to take something that I don't need. And I don't don't really know how else to put it. (laughs) I mean, look, there are people who this will be extremely effective for and I recommend, again, they don't just do what they are told, they do their individual research and then make a constructive decision. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Brother Marcus. And I would like to uh, translate that into a question um, for Sylvia. Now, a lot of people feel like individually, if they do their own maintenance, like um, Brother Marcus is saying, they do their own individual maintenance. They maintain their health holistically um, with black seed oil, uh, sea moss, and do exactly what they've been doing to uh, not take the flu shots. Um, Why do they have to take this vaccine? Why is it important for them to take this vaccine? This is Sylvia. So I think, I think on one level, I agree with Marcus that everybody, 
people do need to do their own research and they do need to make, you know, make their own decision. Um, I'm a I'm a huge proponent for uh, freedom of choice for everyone, you know. Um, however, I Absolutely. I right, do think right, right. I do think that um, from a public health and safety perspective, that again going back to the prevention of the exponential spread of the of the virus. And the um, and trying to reach a level of herd immunity, that that is one of the reasons that it's so important to get as many people vaccinated as we can, because the without getting the population to uh, 95% of uh, vaccinated, then we we won't be able to reach any type of herd immunity, and which means that this virus will continue to spread. Um, exponentially in the way that it does. And so from a, when you think of it from a, a public health perspective, um, that's, the way, that's, that's the way that we have currently available to us to be able to do that. Um, in addition to, of course, wearing your mask, hand hygiene, um, socially distancing, and I understand what he's saying about the about the you know um, things that that you would you would do to keep to keep healthy. Because again, I, I was I was pretty intrigued in this article I read about the plant based um, um, options that that people might have, and and I think and I actually you know I, I, honestly I I like got on Amazon and started ordering some of this stuff because I was like let me get myself together. So I think it's important to do both, actually. I think because even even getting the vaccine, um, you know, at this point, it's still going to be time, right, before we see how it, how it how well or effectively it plays out in the the, the limit of the spread of it in in the in the larger uh, total population. Because anytime a, a study is done or vaccine trials is done, you have to take a sample size, right? And um, and that, and you you sort of um, uh, apply, you know, what you get from your sample size to the larger population as as the expectation. So, you know, so I think it's still important for all of us to do what we can to keep our immune systems uh, robust and to be able to uh, keep ourselves healthy. But from a public health perspective, we really, this vaccine is important from that perspective. And keeping in mind that children, no tri- the trials are just beginning on children at this point. And so even though adults will be able to get vaccinated throughout the course of this year, it most likely will be next year before children can get vaccination. So that's obviously a large part of our population that will get no vaccine or any protection um, until uh, until much later. So, and, and what we're seeing with children in the hospitals is that they will not get terribly uh, acutely ill from the, from the virus, but then they are suffering post-viral um, symptoms and sequela from the from having the virus and it's it's expressing itself in blood clotting issues, organ damage, um, uh, issues, neurological issues and things like that. And we're still learning more about that because this virus is still so new. 
so um, so we can't have the thought that oh children don't get terribly are very sick from it because they're having post viral issues after you know after they're they're COVID negative at that point they've had it within the last couple of weeks they're negative and now they're they're coming into the hospital with it, with these uh, post viral issues so, so, so it's sister, dangerous for them too. Sister Sylvia, thank you, thank you. Um, so brother Marcus, I want to get into. Um, some of the information, because I know you 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 do a lot of research, like you said, you do your own research online. What are some of the biggest um, uh, things that you're hearing about this virus? Like uh, I've heard a lot of things about, you know, um, nanotechnology, tracking devices. Like, what are some of the yeah, things? Nanotech, you- yeah, I can hear you. you. Okay, can you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So I was saying, I know you, like you said, you do a lot of research and you do your own research. And that's why I wanted you on this show. And so what are some of the things that you that some of the some of the stuff that you're researching on about this virus, about the nanotechnology? I know you sent me something about uh, I don't know if it was you or uh, the other brother. Hodge, brother uh, Mario Hodge. Mario, yeah, yeah Mario. Yeah, 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 about, yeah. You know, but what are some of the stuff that you've seen in your research? So uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, Chad. I haven't, like, from a scientific standpoint, researched the ingredients to this vaccine. But uh, some of my, um, some of my uh, staff and some of my um, correspondents. They have uh, they have taken the vaccine and just um, again everybody's immune system is differently. Heard things from you know headaches or arms, uh, but then on the flip side to keep it consistent, I've heard from some people who haven't had any um, side effects at all. Uh, so again, you know, like I, I, there's just a level of suspiciousness for me. Um, from a, a number of different areas. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Do you think that our gov do you think the government is doing this from a humanitarian point of view or is it more of an economic point of view? Let me ask you that directly. Are you asking Chad that or are you asking me that? Uh, anybody can answer. You can answer. Okay, so for me, I, I I believe it's from a public health standpoint. Okay, um, more the, go- the government ha- the government has an obligation around our, our public health and safety, right? right? That's the whole reason why we why we have um, why we have pub- you know public health uh, established in every county and um, all over the you know all over the country is. Be- is because it's you know they they have this they have this obligation to us and at this point in this country in particular, um, I don't think that obligation has been met very well, right? So um, so we've we've experienced a, a, a great number of deaths, COVID-related deaths in this country um, already, and I think that. I feel like the very least that needs to be done at this point is, you know, ensuring that this vaccine is available to all those who who want it and to um, and really beyond that, just supporting uh, the businesses and the schools and um, all the places that 
that need to be open and then places that are closed that are suffering economically um, to make sure that we can move on from this afterwards. So I feel like there there's a public health obligation there and it needs and it they they must support it um, or or then they must publicly say we don't mind if our citizens die right so um, so I think that's where it, where it, where it's coming from. So I want to um, ask also brother I want to take... just jump in real quick yeah go ahead yeah go ahead. Okay. Go ahead brother. Yeah, um... And, you know, and I agree, that is definitely the obligation of public self and health and public health and safety, uh, just as it's the obligation of the police to protect and serve. But what I'm trying to say is just because these apparatuses have these obligations, we, we know as black people, they don't fully follow through on those obligations. And that's historical. Um, so that's where I have a level of trust, not just with. And not just with this public health and safety issue of pushing the vaccination, I have an issue of trust on anything that is pushed from this government. Because, look, the narrative is going to be to save human lives. But guess what? The medical insurance companies, they pay the federal government. So they get money each time these vaccinations come out. And that's for sure. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And I also wanted to add to you, brother, when I said scientific research, to me, um, I don't look at it from the westernized standpoint of scientific research. Any research you do, um, whether it's on, you know, news sites, fake news sites, uh, YouTube, people research and, and consume information in lots of different ways. So I just meant the question was, what are some of the things that you're seeing? You know, okay. I didn't yeah. mean like specifically, you know, like I know Sylvia is more of a scientific researcher, but I want right. to know what is the real perspective, the streets perspective okay. on some of these vaccines? Because I see a lot of brothers out there like uh, Brother 19 Keys, Brother yeah. Riza Islam, uh, yeah. a lot of people that are opposed uh, to the vaccine and they hold a lot of power in the black community. And Absolutely. a lot of nurses and a lot of people in your field, a lot of your um, 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 classmates, a lot of your yeah. peers um, in the nursing industry are really seriously, I, I believe, influenced by these um, uh, social media influencers. So. Uh, and and they do have a lot of valid points if 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 you know you take the science out of it. So what are some yeah. of the the things that you're seeing out there? Uh, Again, Chad, you gotta understand. Can you gotta understand? Um, like I said, I've seen you know some. Everybody's different. Some people have had you know headaches for you know especially on the second shot. Um, I've seen some staff had to take the rest of the week off due to headaches. Uh, some staff just complained about, you know, their arms being sore for X amount of days. Um, and then on the flip side, there has been some people who have had no effects at all. It's just like any regular um, vaccination, needle, shot, whatever. Right, but what are, um, more, what are more some of your objectives? Like, or what are your, some of your peers, the nurses and stuff? Oh, that, that well, again, I mean, <laughs> people just... People just want to be sure that there's no long-term effect because again this is you know even though it's been studied for so studying for so long it's still you know fairly new to the public people want to be sure that there's no long-term effect uh as far as them having children and far as uh 
any other health inclinations. You know, there's still a lot of questions that people have that, you know, cannot be answered. You know, right. and again, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, you know, just for, look, just like you said, Hank Aaron died and we have, look, it could have been natural causes. It could have been whatever, but he did get the vaccine nine days before. I mean, that's a fact, right? He, he got the COVID-19 vaccine nine days before he passed away. There has been no toxicology report. There's been no nothing, but we know he got the vaccine nine days before he died. We do know that. So it's stuff like that that raises antennas on people like me to be like, yeah, wait a minute. Let's 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 fit, let's get the the reason why he died first. And again, they can tell us anything, Chad. You know what I'm saying? You gotta understand. It, it goes back to the level of trust. They can come out and say he died from colon cancer or whatever. But you gotta understand where we have our suspicion and where the trust issue is. Do, do, am I, do you hear what I'm saying? Yes, I definitely hear what you're saying, brother. And that's what I, I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought up that because those are some of the questions that are floating around on the internet. You talked about infertility. I have a yeah. couple other um, articles that I, I, I pulled from about, you know, antiphylactic allergies, Bell's palsy. There was a doctor in Miami that actually they're saying that maybe he had died from the vaccine. So I want to um, go dive, dive into some of this uh, stuff, um, Sister Sylvia. What what do you um, what is some of your research showing about uh, these uh, Bell's palsy cases and um, a lot of the, the, the side effects that we are seeing maybe um, from internationally, there may have been 23 people that died that were um, elderly from the vaccine. So what are some of those myths or um, information that, that you would uh, answer to this? Sister? Sure. Um, so I, when I first um, kind of, when they first started rolling out the vaccine and they were sharing the, the side effects and the, you know, what they've seen in the, the research and in the, 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 the phase trials, Honestly, what I thought was basically those are the same things that you see in other vaccines for the most part. Um, You know, we always uh, with the even with our like we give flu shots. Right. You know, um, we ask people, you know, if they have a history of allergic reactions, you know, um, we we have uh, we ask if they have ever had any neurological responses to getting the flu shot, those kind of things. because those are things that can happen. So, so these are these are risks that that exist when you get any of the vaccines. Um, I think with this one, because it's new, you know, uh, every situation is on the news. Um, when people have allergic reactions to the flu shot, it doesn't make the news. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Um, and I and and it's true. We, you know, we do see it's it's not a myth, really. We do see um, people who have allergic reactions, especially if they have a history of of, um, of having allergic reactions to things before. People who have a high uh, allergy response to um, different things, um, they we have we have to watch them for 30 minutes after instead of 15, right? So um, so. Those are not myths at all. It's 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 part of the the precaution that needs to be taken with giving this vaccine. 
but keeping in in mind that those are risks involved in any vaccine that you take. We just don't hear about it when it happens, but because this is new, we hear about every single possible connection, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you for that. So I would like to ask you a direct question. What about they're saying the long-term effects of mRNA and like uh, Brother Marcus was saying, uh, HIV, signs that you may be susceptible to HIV. Have you heard anything about that? I have not, actually. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, well, no, I mean, pretty much it was an article that was floating around um, on the Internet talking about um, that, you know, if you do take this mRNA vaccine, uh, the long-term effects could be make you more susceptible to uh, HIV. I have, I have not, I have not heard um, anything about that. I will say this, though, just from a general healthcare perspective, um, any of us, if you come into contact with HIV, um, and it is, um, and it is in a in a way that it can be introduced into your, into your body or your bloodstream, um, you, you are susceptible to um, contracting HIV. If you do not come into contact with it, then you are not. So I'm not sure that um, putting this suspicion out there means anything. Because at the end of the day, even if I never get this vaccine, if I come into contact with HIV in a way where it can be introduced to my body, I'm susceptible to getting it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's right. true, right? Right. <laughs> right. Marcus, did you have anything? That, Marcus, did you have something to add? Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that that question about HIV did not come from me. That was Chad's own personal question, so I don't know. That's that's on him. We're just going to clarify uh, that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, but listen, uh, I, I appreciate all of the information that you have given. You know, um, again, I, I'm not anti, I'm suspicious. And uh, that's just for myself. Uh, and uh, you know, like you said, I would recommend anybody, you know, do your own homework before you say yeah, yeah, nay to anything, not just a, a vaccination, but anything. Um, yeah, man. So uh, that's pretty much where I stand on that. OK, and good. I'm glad I'm glad um, that now I want to get Marcus. I want to get your closing statements that you want to say to the world. Um, your closing statements on this debate, and then we're going to defer to Sylvia and get her closing statements um, on this debate and why she feels like people should take the vaccine. So let's start with you, Brother Marcus. Closing okay. statements. So again, uh, I would recommend to everybody that you don't just research uh, the history of vaccination. You research the history of yourself uh, and how um, things have been going for you as a person, you got to look deeper than just one, one thing. You have to look at uh, the whole, uh, the whole, the whole situation of things. And far as the, the this va vaccination, you got, 
like me, I'm looking at it as to a why and how. Um, who benefits the most from us as a public being vaccinated? Is it the individual or is it somebody behind the apparatus? Um, again, it is economically uh, beneficial to the government. Uh, you can look uh, and find that the medical insurance companies pay the government. I mean, the, the, they get they get money um, to push the vaccinations out. Um, and then again, you know, you have to know your own self history, uh, uh, know you know uh, what's your your health history, and make sure that you're not putting anything in your body that will do you harm in the long run. You know, so. That's pretty much my stance on it. Um, again, um, you know, it's to each his own. I'm not pushing my ideologies on anybody. I don't speak for anybody but myself. Um, but uh, I am in agreement with everybody else. I want uh, the world to be healthy. I want things to open up. But at the same time, I don't want anybody to do harm for themselves in the long run. So that's where I'll conclude on that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. That was poignant. Poignant. All right, Sister Sylvia, closing statements. Why should Americans, get, and specifically Black Americans, get this COVID-19 vaccination? So I would like to share that um, I know in this in this country we have a we have a history, and. and a, there's a lot of feelings of mistrust out there, and it can be difficult to get past that. And I agree with Marcus in that I definitely encourage everyone, do your own research, read a, a broad spectrum of things, right? Because, and, and don't, get, you know, don't sort of go down one rabbit hole. Um, you know, read read different, um, you know, read things written in other countries about the vaccine. Read, you know, get different perspectives so you can really fully understand you know, what the benefits, what the pros and the cons are, um, because there definitely are both. I think um, in overall, this virus has done the most damage to Black Americans. We've experienced the most deaths. We've experienced the most loss. Um, I know people personally who have died or almost died from this vaccine over the past year. Um, and there's been a lot of loss and, um, and it's hit hard. And so this vaccine, you know, and, and Marcus asked the question who it benefits the most, but I'd like to re rephrase that question and say, do I benefit enough Right. I think it's not always it may not always be about who benefits the most, but do I benefit enough for me to participate? Um, I think that would be my question. Um, so uh, because as black Americans get this vaccine, then that's an opportunity for one more person, you know, who will not be taken by this virus and, um, and another, um, death that, that isn't met. Right. And so I want to see, I want to see my brothers and sisters in this country survive and live and, and, and be, uh, well enough informed to be able to make choices to help them survive. Um, because I think, you know, the, 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 
immediate risk of, say, you know, having a sore arm or having a headache or for a few days or something like that, you know, those are there and they may happen and I can never tell anyone it won't. However, being alive is benefit enough for me. So um, I think that's the question you ask yourself and then make your make your best decision. And regardless of what you decide, continue to socially distance, continue to mask, continue to um, keep your uh, hand hygiene and cleaning things and and prevent the spread um, as much as you can in as many ways as you can. Continue using your natural remedies. Right. Um, read up on that as well, because everything you do will benefit to that end of your own health, your own survival and um, and quality of life. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank both of y'all. I want to thank both of y'all for having this discussion. Um, this is something that's trending all over the internet. And I think both of you uh, really did your American, African-American, or as Brother Marcus would say, African duty um, today. And I want to thank y'all, man. I appreciate both of y'all. And hey, that's a wrap. Man, thanks for Another thanks episode for of the debate show. Sisters and sisters. That's it? Oh, no, no. Go yeah, ahead. No. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. gonna say uh i appreciate sister sylvia um and discussions like these are you know beneficial you know we're not monolithic people you know just because we disagree don't mean that there's any ill energy toward each other i learned a lot from listening to sister sylvia today and um you know i i hope me and she agreed with you know some of my povs as well but this was a definitely necessary and healthy debate thanks for having me chad appreciate it Man, thank both of y'all, man. I think this was a, a great, healthy debate, man. So thank, like thank I, you for having me as well. And it was wonderful to meet you, Marcus. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me participate. Yes. Another episode of the debate show, guys. See you later. We out. Peace. Thank you.